Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. I am your host, Craig Henson, and I'm so happy to be joined today by Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello. Worship Pastor Spencer Zook. Yo. And a very special guest today, Communications Director Kelly Zook, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Hey guys, we uh, are having a great time at Marathon right now. It was another great weekend awesome. with a enormous drive-in church crowd, 37 cars, a bunch of people for the inside service at 11. Uh, everything's going great, and uh, if you're not attending, we'd love to invite you. Come to drive-in church, come to inside service. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a blast, dude. Drive-in is, is very unique, and it's fun, and it's hot. Yep. And then we come inside, and we it's just been incredible to worship with people face-to-face, you know. It's been... Yeah, it was extremely like a, hot, and it was very uh, fun to have to wing my message <laughs> because my iPad overheated. Oh, yeah. I don't know if y'all knew that. Did you know that happened? I didn't know that. No, yeah, I mean, it was. I was looking scary. at it, getting ready to read the Scripture, and that temperature thing came up on it, and I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> I've had my Hang computer, on. we run stuff from my computer for the service, and it's yeah. overheated out there, and that's... Uh, when but, you're dependent on it, that's scary. But but I had worked on through. it a lot, so I felt good yeah, about it. Yeah, you worked it, so. hard, man. I would have never known. If you hadn't said that, I would have never known. Yeah. Of course, that's uh, good. you can attend the service. You can also watch us online, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all of our channels. You can listen to our messages on this very same podcast. Mm-hmm. So however you're joining us, we appreciate it. And uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, Brian, Sunday you started with this message that you winged it. Didn't seem well, like the you first one, it. pretty much. <laughs> Brand new series called Love Revolution. Tell yeah. us about that. This is kind of your heartbeat, really, and you're kind of passing it on to us and then passing it on to the church. Uh, tell us about Love Revolution. Well, for me, you know, and all this we're dealing with, with, you know, just chaos, injustice, COVID, I mean, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And when I started I seeing this happen, I just started reading the book by Joyce Myers. It's called the Love Revolution, and I got to thinking, you know, that's really important thing we need in our culture, you know, is to learn to love again. And Jesus talks all about that. And I've said this before. I think I said it last week that I've been in ministry a long time. If I say how long, you'll know how old I am. <laughs> okay, twenty-five years plus. But I've, I thought I knew what love was. I guess a song, isn't it? I don't know. Could be. But it could be an 80s song, okay. But for me, you know, I started reading this book, and I started reading stories, and Joyce was talking about, you know, what Jesus really meant about love and how the power of love has no limits. And that's the title of this message. And I got to thinking about that. Is, is that really what he's saying? And when you read the Scripture and when you look at what's happening, that's what he's saying. He's saying, out of everything you do in your life, what's the most important thing you can do with your life? That's love God. That's love people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as I kept reading, I'm like, this is something we need to try in the church. Does that sound funny, that we need to try love in the church? (laughs) Uh, Because I don't think the church is known for that. Yeah. Uh, In a a lot of places, we're we're known for how much we don't like you, not how much we love you. Right. And I feel like that we need to change that. We need to raise the level of love. I'm talking about me. You know, I'm looking at my life and saying, okay, do I really love like Jesus? Do I really 
see people that way? And the answer would be no, not all the time. You know, because you know how it is, how people are, they can really challenge you. (laughs) But I think that level of love requires sacrifice. It requires a different way. And we talked about choosing to love Mm -hmm. this week. And you have to make that choice. And I just want to, I don't want to get too far ahead of that because I know you, I want to talk about this. What's at stake for us, I think, as a church, as a faith. And I don't know if I'm getting ahead of your outline no, you, there. No, you're fine. But, but it, one thing I would say, though, it, it's interesting to me that you said that uh, – and that she said that love has no limits. That means that we're the ones that are limited, limiting mm-hmm. love. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, as people, as, as Christians, as Christ followers, we're the ones that are limiting what, what love can be. And uh, that, that really hits you in the heart. That, that's hardcore. One of the things you talked about Sunday that – and that this, this is – you know, pretty dark, really. But you started in, in 2 Timothy 3, and there's this crazy list there yeah. of what things could be like, mm-hmm. maybe are like. And and it, it it's a little bit dark. Yeah, I mean, when you read it, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, I mean, it describes where we are now, I think. It's very, it, it's very disturbing and dark, like you said. But the one thing I got at the beginning, it says, but understand this, that in the last days will come set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Pretty much that's the world. Yeah. You know, and and the one thing I, I, I look at some commentaries, I told you about this earlier, that a, a lot of people believe in the last days, he's not talking about the end times. He's talking about the end of the faith at the end of your christian faith think about it i know i'm gonna get some questions and some emails but i don't know that's why you're smiling over there but the end of our faith it it made me think what does that mean does that mean are we at a place where we could be losing that faith is what at stake the future of christianity is that if we don't teach our kids what love is, if we don't show them what love is, in 10 years, what does it look like? What does the church look like in 10, 20 years? It's a scary thought when you mm-hmm. think that if we don't change, if we don't learn to demonstrate love, and I told this story Sunday about my family, one of the girls, we were talking about things and things that are bad in the world, and they're sitting there listening to us, and they're on their phones, and and she looked up and she said um you know it's hopeless Hmm. and i'm thinking what are are we teaching that hopelessness are we teaching that you know faith doesn't work love doesn't work you know so for me that's what's at stake when i see all those bad things but i think again on the good side the hope side that jesus said love the power of love will change this it can change the future and i know i'm talking a lot here but what what do you guys when you heard that what did i freak you out a little bit with that thought i think uh well it's kind of crazy i was just thinking about this like it almost feels like a new concept with the current state of the world it's like yeah (laughs) love is you know it's in the bible like jesus taught this and it almost feels like we are relearning something (laughs) new when if you're follower of jesus you've heard this how many times you know and how many churches have we could sit here and look up a bunch of churches have love love god love people and 
do they do it though you know and so it's just it just seemed like a a new thing we were learning you know like a refreshment and um it's like we should never lose sight of of love it's so it's such a powerful thing but we do more than a t-shirt yeah (laughs) it's so easy to to just forget about though and Mm -hmm. just you know well i think now more than ever we're being pushed to demonstrate that love Mm -hmm. and actually act on it and you know we were talking as a staff this morning in our staff meeting and brian's wife brenda said um that we need to be reminded that it's not our power Right. You know, we're the ones that right. are limiting love. We have to remember that when we're saying the love has no limits, it's Jesus's love. Right. And understanding that deeper concept of, you know, it's not it's not all on us. And yeah, if we if we love in our own power and the way that the world tells us to love with the mushy gushy and all that stuff, it's not you know a fairy tale kind mm-hmm. of love. But it's it's a, a lot stronger and a lot deeper. So we think love is about a feeling. Right. When it's about a choice. And I think I, I probably said that already. And we, we really ask people to do that someday, to mm-hmm. choose love. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get up in the morning, when you go to work, wherever you do, think about that. Choose love. And I think throughout the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how to do that. What are practical ways to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's crazy to think about that the future of not just the church, but maybe what they called in the first century the way, following Christ, it, that that idea of faith um, might be coming to an end. You know, for somebody who grew up in the church, and I'm, I'm twice Spencer and Kelly's age, like when I was a kid, I I didn't think I was going to see 1980. Like I thought Jesus was going to come back before <laughs> 1980. Yeah. And, and now here we are all these years later, you know, 40 years later, and um, it's like the – the world just seems to be getting darker and darker, and you mm-hmm. you guys have a one year old. Yeah, that's what like, I was just and, thinking, and thinking about. about what the world's going to be like for her. Um, yeah. must be overwhelming at times. I, yeah, it's personally, super scary. I, I hate thinking about it because, yeah. like, you read this stuff and it's so um, just accurate for what we're facing today. Right. And then mm-hmm. you, you think of how much worse it can get, and you know, you go to a dark place, and you're like, man, what am I? <laughs> what is our daughter going to grow up in? You know, yeah. what is what are our kids going to experience in 20 years when they're when they're our age and you know well and then you think about what you said earlier you know us parents we're supposed to train our kids up in the way that they should go and mm-hmm. goodness I yeah mean, it, yeah a, it's, it's that's grim. a big weight <laughs> yeah it's heavy yeah and i have an 11 year old and an 18 year old yeah and yeah. especially the 11 year old asks me questions all the time you know what's mm-hmm. going on and we talk about racism we talk about injustice and she's got this total different view mm-hmm. you know she she doesn't understand why people act this way yeah you know and i'm glad of that i'm glad that you know she doesn't see that but i think from the church point you know i'm looking at this last part of the scripture it says for although they hold a form of piety true religion they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of that's the end of yeah. verse five that sounds a lot like church, where mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. the basically the formation of a church model every yeah. Sunday, Wednesday, whatever your model may be. We have a form of it, which is our religion, mm-hmm. but we have no idea the power behind it. Yeah. And I, that's something I think the church needs to really understand, is that the power behind it can change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we get really caught up and, and forget 
the verse where it says faith without deeds is dead mm-hmm. we have the knowledge of of what we're talking about and yes. you know you have a lot of knowledge of of the bible and what jesus did and what he says to do but if you don't put those those words to action then you're you're completely missing the point and you're yeah. not going to have access to that power Right, right. Yeah, I was and, I was scrolling through some social media uh, not too long before we came in here. One of my buddies who pastors a church in New York City, uh, just, he just posted 1 Corinthians 8, 1. At the end of that verse, it says, while knowledge makes us feel important, it's love that strengthens the church and, and yes, ultimately the world. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, Kelly, I mean, and at some point we have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what I got. You know, after doing this for so long, still, God's saying, you still don't understand you need to do something. Yes. Now, it's great what you're doing, you know, having church. And, you know, I think I'm not saying we're doing bad things, but do you really understand the level of love I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what got me. And you you signed in my message. I told you about that Mm -hmm. sitting on the beach. I won't tell the whole story, but. Just that moment when, like, sitting on the beach, God telling me, do you not see the people? Do you not see those around you that I created that need to know you love them? And that was powerful for me. And I felt like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, what am I doing? I'm waiting on retirement when I need to get busy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I need to start loving every moment, every place, Wherever you are at lunch, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's practical things in your life. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, hard going down the road, and this guy's on, I mean, riding me like this. On the, <laughs> he's about hitting my bumper, and I'm just like, I'm not loving him right now. Right. You know, I want to flip him a sign. Okay, mm-hmm. like a thumbs up. Yeah, you know, yeah. way to go. You're, you're driving really Jesus well. Jesus loves today. you. You're awesome. <laughs> and I think that's where love's got to come. It's got to happen in the yeah. in out there. Yeah. It's easy to love on Sunday in the church. I think we've gotten you know? so used to cushy Christianity where we just, you know, we, we check the Sunday off of our list. And it's really easy to yeah. to not do anything that we've learned and, you know, just make it a, a task thing and say, well, I I held the door open for that person. Yeah. So yeah, check. I, I did, my, did that um, for the day. Yeah. But I think that, that what's happening in the world is a huge wake-up call to believers Saying you 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 can't just fly that way anymore. Right. Hey, a, I was ahead, gonna, no, I was gonna say I've always been like, um, just taught our team uh, on the worship team and right. media teams and stuff like that. Like my big thing is that church is is more than Sunday mornings. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't right. stop or start on a Sunday. Even it starts before that and it ends right. after that. It's just a continuation. And mm-hmm. so, if we can figure out how to just take it outside of Sundays, man. That's it's huge. And that's why we do this podcast, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So that people yeah. we can encourage people to love more throughout yeah. the week, throughout their day, be in their life more than just a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I think this all happened so God could say, Okay, yeah. you need to take it out. Mm-hmm. You need to take it out of the walls and you need to start getting in the community yeah. and and we've had to make some changes, of course, yeah, to do that. For sure. I mean, this podcast is a result of that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, driving church. wouldn't have happened if it for COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean. A lot of new innovation. Yeah, things. and we're still innovating. The yeah. Marathon Worship Radio. Yeah, that's right. Push that. that. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you listen to that, okay? Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, one of the things that's weird is that I think so many times 
what we thought was the loving thing to do uh, as Christians in the church was really like the least loving thing to do. And I'll just give you a quick example, and this kind of hits close to home to me because my wife's a server at a local barbecue eating establishment. <laughs> and uh, it's really very good, good, by the way. It is you know, delicious. I, I think sometimes people think, oh, if, if I leave this server a track, you know, a gospel track, mm. that's a loving thing to do. Ah. It's a way more loving thing to do to leave them cash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good point. We, we think we're doing the loving thing by giving them the gospel, but the really loving thing to do would be to actually tip them well. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's an, an issue that um, – that that we have in the church is is we don't always know or we don't think through the the most loving thing to do what does love require of me and what's the most loving thing i could do in this situation and you know why because of that verse again it says let me find it oh where is it we are selfish i'll just say this we are selfish Mm -hmm. and you can think you're not but you are it's just who we are yeah and we have to call that out in our own lives. You know, that we, like I said, when we go on vacation, it's about our vacation. And you better get it right when you serve me. The hotel room better be good. You know, it, everything better go well or you're going to get the wrath. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, the farthest thing from loving, that's, yeah. it's so, and I, and then again, there's a part of me like, well, you know, you need to tell people they need to do better. You know, yeah, I get that. But shouldn't they see the love example mm-hmm. first? You have no idea what's going yeah. on with people. You, right. With Amy that's working here, you know, serving people every day. I know it takes some patience. You know, what are they dealing with? We have to know that. We have to love yeah, them. Yeah, you got to – I mean, you have to establish a relationship with a person. You can't just shove Jesus in their face. <laughs> Here's a track. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to treat you however I want to treat you, but, hey – Here's Jesus at the end. I think you got to establish yeah. something first, get to know him, and and then you know, then no, you tell him about Jesus. No conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do y'all have any stories about that? I got one. Go for it. Um, you, I'm, I just feel like I'm the only one talking right now, so I'm sorry <laughs> if I am, but I am very passionate about what I believe God's going to do through this. And um, many years we went to Walt, not Walmart, Waffle House. Great place. Yeah. Loved the scrambled egg with cheese and, and uh, toast, and I'm really hungry. <laughs> I've kind of been eating better lately, so I'm starving. Um, but we went there. We went there, I guess, a couple of years. We'd go every Saturday morning to the point we knew these ladies by name. Mm-hmm. And we loved them. They loved us. They We bought them Christmas gifts. They bought my kids Christmas gifts. We'd go sit there and exchange gifts in Walmart. And, of course, we invited them to – I mean, not Walmart. Waffle House. <laughs> I'm stuck on Walmart. And we would invite them to church every time. Mm-hmm. They never came to church. And I'm thinking, well, was that a waste of time? No. Yeah. We loved them where they were. Right. Right. And you never know when you're planting seeds. Right. Either. And let God do the rest mm-hmm. yeah. you know and I've, I've had to learn that and Brenda taught me that my wife she's so good at that she sees the needs of people way before I do I think yeah we're not unfortunately you know? we're not always the ones that get to see the the fruit of the right. labor yeah. you know right. you may just be the one that plants the seed or somebody that waters it but 
you don't always get to see the final product. And right. That's right. that's what's that's hard. It. But you got to remember that it's there's a greater purpose behind it. You know, yeah. you could choose there to is. love anyways. There's that love power that wherever they are in their lives today, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. They'll remember that. I hope, and God yeah. can use that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know. I think that one of the things that's difficult in in these times that we're living in is um, let's let's just be honest. There's a lot of unlovely pe- people. Um, and and it seems like people are really having a hard time loving people uh, that don't see things from their perspective, mm-hmm. and I and I think sometimes that's that's even in the church. But how do, how do we really get our hearts and our heads around loving people that you know we just think are are maybe off the deep end, maybe a lost cause? How do we how do we put some feet to this? Mm-hmm. What what makes the difference for people? I think. One of the things that – this was years ago I read, like uh, you were talking about earlier, you came across a friend on social media that posted something, and this was like a worship leader or something I follow, and she posted that, like um, – this is just the roundabout what it was, but um, it was something about, you know, when I disagree with the person or, I you know, I don't, I don't want to love them in the moment. Like, God, remind me of how you see them. Help me to see them mm-hmm. through your eyes. You know, and I think if we can start with that perspective, you may not agree politically with somebody or a certain thing. You know, maybe they posted something offensive on Facebook. There's plenty (laughs) of whatever. Yeah, Yeah. whatever it is. You know, your first. I try to make my first thought just in a practical way that God, just let me see them the way that you see them. That they are a child of God, a son, a daughter, and they are loved by you. And you know, I think that's a solid place to start if if we can all. That's a great thing. Do that. Just I have to do that every five minutes. Yeah. Uh, let me see them like you see. Them. Yeah. You know, I you think know. one of the things that we say in our world is, well, you know, if if you were in my shoes, and we try to put ourselves in that position, but I think in many cases that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. So I think to to see them the way that Jesus sees them uh, may be a much more effective way to approach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't know what people are walking through. You, you yeah, and I think that's what happened to me that day mm-hmm. on the beach. I was reminded, no matter the worst person in the world Jesus gave his life for, yeah. he created them. That That is his creation. And, you know, we forget that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people are people. That's why Jesus came. Yeah. <laughs> so he could, he could save us all, you know. But we we are part of the solution. In fact, we are the solution. You know, Jesus mandated us to show the love, to give the love. We are the vehicle for that. Yeah. And go ahead, Chris. Well, I, I just think I think part of the problem is, that, I mean, theoretically, I see people as people that are created in, in the image of God, and I know again intellectually that that's somebody that Jesus died for. Um, but because we're still walking around in these sinful bodies, our natural inc- inclination as sinners is to be stone throwers as opposed to lovers. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's it's so much easier, not literally, but to just pick up a stone and chuck <laughs> it, it at somebody than, than try to understand where they're coming from, <laughs> yeah. try to understand what their really what their heartfelt need is uh, t- to see if I can actually meet that need and love on them in, in a practical substantial way yeah and i think you asked that question how to love what does love require of me what it said i think for me 
it's loving that person again <laughs> and loving that person again. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where you've helped them, you've loved them, and they just never change. And so you're like, okay, now it's your turn. I'm done. And that's difficult because I'm, I'm, I'm a results guy. I won't see you change. Okay, I've told you this how many times and you have not changed. Mm-hmm. And God said, you just got to keep loving. How, and what does he say? How many times, you know, you, know you, you love them? It never stops. There may be moments where we need to back off and let them learn. Right. But, I, you know, I had this happen to me, a, a friend of mine recently, that I had to learn that through. You know, and, you know, that's where I have to believe again mm-hmm. that the power of love works. And that love of Christ is transforming, you know. You know, I, I haven't had small children in a while, but I, I do have two seven-year-old grandsons. And, and you make a great point because you don't get to love once. You don't get to discipline once. It, it's, it's an ongoing, yeah. continual thing. And it just it caused me to think about Jesus and his relationship with Peter when he was walking on earth. He was continually having to, to love Peter. And say, Peter, yeah. you know, this isn't the way we're going to do it. That we're was what do I was referring way. to there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you love me? Yeah. That's what Jesus asked him. Do you love That's me? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Do you love my sheep? Well, do something. Right. <laughs> Quit talking about it. Go do something. Yeah. You know. And I, and I think that through all this, I do hope and I pray and I feel like the church will get this, that we will we will love like never before. And we will see many people find Christ, thousands of people, because the, for for first time they'll see love, mm-hmm. and not judgment. That's my prayer, you know. Yeah. You know that's just we're doing this series what through August. Yeah. We keep talking. We might not stop. Just well, because yeah. it's so important. Yeah. You know. Some we need to be reminded every day. Yeah. Well, I just think about when when you were talking just now, if we were to give up on people the way that we want to, it, I think it'd be really hypocritical in a way. Let me see if I can make sense of what I'm trying to say. But, you know, if God gave up on us every time we failed, yeah, where would we be? And so I think in order to truly demonstrate his love, we have to follow his example by not giving up on other people and saying, yeah, you know, turn your back. You do whatever you need to do, but I'm still going to be here loving you mm-hmm. because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Yeah. So what does love require? Well, I think it, like everything. Yeah. I mean, it, re- it, it requires a, a conscious decision every day. Yeah. And, I mean, in some situations it doesn't look like that gushy love being like, right, no. you know, a lot of times that's it, right. we feel like it's being, yeah, being a kind person is important and being a genuine person that's always important yeah. and showing people like a genuine kindness about you and nice words and things like that but yeah. sometimes it does look like discipline it does look yeah. like calling somebody out on something speak you know? the truth in love yeah. that's what i hear all the time yeah call sometimes you have to <laughs> call people out if you love yeah. them because you don't want them to keep making the same mistake yeah right you know and uh i think there's times for that different. i think love absolutely discipline your child you'll find out more and more <laughs> We're not you know, quiet at that point. Yet. Mm. We're getting there. <laughs> it's hard for me with my 18-year-old um, because I want to give her the world. I want to take care of her all the time. Yeah. But I know I've got to let her learn. 
yeah. you know, and hopefully I've done a good enough job. Y'all can tell me I later. I think you have. You've yeah, done great, absolutely. Man. But, um, you know, again, back to that that question, you know, what's the most important thing we can do with our lives? And, you know, I'm getting older, so I, I think about it retiring a little more, and I don't know. I don't really want to do that. I don't because I, I don't love what I do. Either. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna go. I probably won't uh, because this is my life, mm-hmm. and I feel like loving this level of love. I want to. I want to be there. I don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. You know. And I've been doing this a while, and God's done a lot of great things, and I've been a part of them. But I feel like this is the greatest thing we've ever done in all these years. I feel like we're on the the brink of something incredible mm-hmm. that I don't want to miss. Yeah. You know, and so this is the most important thing to me. You know, nothing else. Yeah. And I think that the generation, your generation, y'all are a little younger. <laughs> a little bit. We're getting older. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Late 20s-ish. Youngish. They're millennials. Almost 30. <laughs> okay. Millennials. Um, but you have a a big job to continue that faith. No pressure. You know, and I'm, that's why I'm so happy about the staff here. That a lot of you are younger, and you have passion. You you understand, and you're learning that, that how powerful this love can be yeah. right now. I thought it was a poignant moment in your message Sunday when you asked that question. What's the most important thing you can do with your your life? And mm-hmm. um, we could throw a sound effect in now, but I think I heard crickets on Sunday when you when you <laughs> yeah. asked that question. Yeah. I and I mean, it wasn't a loaded question. It wasn't a trick question. No, but I I think I I, I got a sense that not that people didn't understand the question, but like they didn't really want to answer because they're not doing the most important thing. And I think we think we know what it is. It's the American dream, I guess. I said that mm-hmm. Sunday, have, have a family, have a house, have a car, have a good job, go on vacation. Yeah. We live our lives that way. And I'm again, nothing wrong with those things. God wants us to have a great life. I really do believe that's what he wants mm-hmm. for us. But I think you have to understand that's the second thing when love's the first thing. And we talk about the verse there was again, teacher, what is the principal kind? What is what is this heavy? What's the most important thing we could do is love God. Second is just as good, just as great. Love people. Mm. And I don't know. I think we can we can go on and on. But until we put some action, like you said, Kelly, put some action behind that, make it intentional an everyday decision Mm -hmm. to love. To choose love today, whether it be on in the car, at work, or on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, the church has failed a little bit. Is <laughs> we talk about a lot of great things on Sundays and in our inside of our building, but we don't necessarily take it outside of there and put right. put legs to it, put action to it. You yeah. know, and reach out, <laughs> truly well, reach out to the community. You know. And Eddie is going to talk about it this week about how to walk in love yeah how to you know take this concept and put it to work mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to talk about the bracelet thing we're doing but i that, think that's well, pretty cool yeah well i was thinking too i was as we were talking about it um 
you know, talking it being a conscious decision every day. And one of the things we learn as as runners, you know, marathon runners, a discipleship program that we have, um, it's to ask God to set us up. And so it's it's praying that prayer of okay, God, make me aware of what's going on today. Make me um, aware of of a situation where I need to love or where I need to reach out or I, I need to pay for this for someone or whatever it looks like. And yeah, so we're going to have some bracelets this week and Eddie will really dive into it. But it's just a reminder um, to love God, to love people and to pray that prayer in that moment of, all right, God, I, I am open. I'm available. I'm willing. Set me up. Right. Help me show your love today in this moment. Make me aware of these opportunities. Right. And it'll say, I, I am their love revolution on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be a great reminder. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And you know, God will do it. He will set you up. Mm-hmm. So be ready. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a scary Something prayer. will happen. And Brenda always said this. When we, had to, we had to run by Walmart. I have to talk about Walmart for some reason today. <laughs> but we <laughs> had to run by there. Time, man. You know, we, did, we didn't have any plans to do it. We had to run by there. We forgot something. And we'll meet somebody and we'll talk to them. She said, that's why we had to come here. Mm-hmm. God sets you mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So sometimes the distractions or the inconveniences of life right. is God setting you up. Right. But it, and I think in those moments, it's so easy to miss God yeah. if you're not aware. That's why I love that word, like aware, and just being yeah. awareness, right. bringing awareness, because it just you can miss it so easily if you're not yes. aware of God's presence yeah. in it. Yeah. it. It can yeah, fly if, right if by you're you. Like not, that. If you're not asking for those and you're not Mm-hmm. If you're not making God a, a very important part of your life every mm-hmm. day, you will. So you, instead of seeing that trip to Walmart as a, a, a God-purposed event, it's been like, gosh, been yeah, I just wasted nerves. 30 minutes and $30. <laughs> yeah, yeah and you, you got to see things like that as an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you guys make a great point here, too, because these two laws that are the greatest, you can't separate the two. They always go together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you try to just love people, you're not going to be able to sustain that right. without a strong love for God That's right. that, that encompasses your entire being, heart, mm-hmm. soul, mind, body, uh, spirit. So I think that a, a lot of times we're good at doing one or the other, but right. they always go together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you need says, that, that power of, of love, yeah. the Jesus love. Go ahead, Spencer. No, I was just going to say it says – the second, you know, he says the first commandment, love God, and then the second is like it. The second mm-hmm. one is just like it. Just like it. Love people, love my creation. Uh, for sure. Cool. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to be in this for several weeks, as you mentioned. Right. Um, and, and the idea, I think, is to empower our people to love God and, and love people. Uh, and so I don't want to get too far into this, but what are, what are some ways that we could empower people to this love revolution? What are some ways? Well, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we were in a creative meeting a little bit ago, and we were talking about Sunday, and mm-hmm. Pastor Eddie was in there. So we were talking about uh, the service and stuff and the bracelets. And um, this week, we're going to just encourage people as a, as a kickoff to speak words of encouragement and positivity. You know, there's so much negativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you overcome that by just being positive on social media, in person, you know, give Give people a compliment if you see it. Like yeah. it, that can go a long ways. Our our words yeah. have so much power, and so mm-hmm. if we can just man just throw out a couple compliments a day. I mean, right. it's crazy to think about. When, I, I'm thinking about when the last time 
I gave somebody a compliment and I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys look great today. Thank you. Kelly, oh, you look you. beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, oh. But no, just a, just encouraging people with their words, with their social media to be encouraging and, and positive, yeah. Um, yeah. especially during this time. I don't, know? I think that sometimes when we, we talk about love revolution and just that word, you know, we, we talked about what that word means and the definition of it. And it's like a really big word. So you hear that and you're like, this is this is a huge thing. And I think it's just remembering that showing love is, doesn't have to be this huge, grand gesture. Right. You know, like I, I don't have to, to buy you a car to show you that I love you. You would like one. I would like one, actually. Dodge Ram pickup. <laughs> um, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be this really big thing. It can genuinely be yeah. a kind word. And yeah, I mean, we could really change the face of Facebook, as yes. Brian likes to say. Yeah, that's what we want to do. But man, if if everyone, if we replaced one negative comment with a positive comment, I mean, what kind of flip would we have? Of yeah, yeah if you just chose to do that one time a day yeah and i heard a joyce in a book she talks about a story where this lady worked for a guy and he was like this mean guy he was just like never said anything nice and she heard this message i think and from joyce and she started complimenting him you know even though he was this mean guy or treating her just disrespectful i don't know the whole story (laughs) but it began to change him to the point they actually got married. Wow. You know. That's, I did not expect you to yeah, say that. <laughs> but I'm not saying you're going to marry the people you compliment. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think it's more powerful. Mm-hmm. Just the one, just say thank you to somebody. Or say, hey, yeah. man, appreciate the good job you're doing. Fixing well, my coffee. Great Pastor, coffee. <laughs> you know. This is really good coffee. Yeah. Now, Pastor Eddie, he's going to ta- be talking about the, the power of our words this Sunday. And, man, a lot of there are a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about how powerful our tongue is, mm-hmm. and you know you think about especially on Facebook. I know we keep talking about it, but that's a big know, deal I, in our I, society. Yeah, right you, now. I mean you can't log on to Facebook and not see just a slew of negative things, and especially when people are quarantined right now, and there's just a lot of stuff that that they're facing. You never know what your negative comment, what kind of impact it could have on someone. And they could carry that the rest of their lives. So why are you laughing? Yeah, I was just thinking about something when you said that. I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. I was just it, I was thinking about a comedian. <laughs> sorry, but he he I don't remember the whole thing. But he said, "Why do we have to rate everything?" You notice yeah. you notice that we're talking about Facebook and mm-hmm. online and negativity. Mm-hmm. We have created a culture that we have to rate everything. Yeah, Churches four star, get three star, two star. <laughs> so we've created this opinion that's always negative. Yeah, we need to change that, like you said, yeah. and make it positive. Yeah, there can't be ten great players. One has to be the goat. Yeah, like you can't. <laughs> you do. You have to rate them. You have to get in an argument about about that's who's right. the greatest. LeBron. You, LeBron. I knew he was going <laughs> to say it. No, I actually think MJ. I do. Yeah. You saw the but you saw the I saw the last dance. That yeah. kind of changed my mind a little a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I don't know how this turned into. A Glad sports. you left the dark I'm sorry, side. Kelly. <laughs> I was going to say the word revolution itself is radical. Mm-hmm. We equate that with being radical, but just a simple kind word is radical yeah. in this day and age that we live Absolutely. in. Especially, I mean, if 
one person does it, you know, it, it's a small thing. But if we our entire church does it, right. you know, a thousand people, people watching online, you know, we got thousands of people and we all do that yeah. one thing. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, it is a revolution. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just can't stop thinking about the cliche of like just a small spark can can start a <laughs> yeah. wildfire. Is that or, that song? It only takes a spark. To get a fire Are you thinking going? about an '80s song again? No, this is an old worship this song. This is no. older than the '80s. Oh no! You guys, I don't know if you could find it anywhere, but you guys need to listen to that song. <laughs> yeah, it's, for sure. it's what we always sing at at, at church yeah. camp around the campfire every year. Yeah. So oh, appropriate. What uh, the words exactly. are really interesting. That's all. So. <laughs> Tune in for another podcast. Yeah, that's right. Songs with Brian. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, any other final thoughts, guys? All right, Eddie's going to take us to 1 Corinthians 13 uh, this Sunday. Not enough time? Yeah, <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> he was really quick to, to yeah. end it. <laughs> He's like, y'all need to be quiet. <laughs> anyway, uh, Eddie's going to take us into 1 Corinthians 13 on Sunday. And uh, I hope you guys will join us. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, wherever you're joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. See you. See you guys. <laughs>